Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. Keith here, and this I'm joined by Ben. Hey. And Brad. What's up? Today I'm going to look at the new Sofia Coppola movie, Priscilla, which stars Callie Spaney and Jacob Elordi. So it's obviously off, Brad. What is this movie all about? Thanks, Keith. A summary is always courtesy of IMDb. When teenage Priscilla Below meets Elvis Presley, the man who's already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments. A thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, a vulnerable best friend. That's a pretty good summary. You know, it gets to the issues of why this movie is good and why it has some problems, but I'll dive right into it. You know, following in the footsteps of Baz Luhrmann's dazzling Elvis from just last year is a daunting challenge for one that Sofia Coppola, who in her 23-year career has developed into one of my very favorite directors, embraces head-on with Priscilla. And it mostly worked for me. So everyone knows, Lerman's movie, his best in many years, told the broad story of Elvis's epic career, cut short at just stage 42, but still a life lived large and delivered his style by Lerman in top form. This follow-up, if you will, that tells the story from Priscilla's perspective, based on Priscilla Presley's 1985 memoir, Elvis and Me, is a much more sedate but still entertaining affair. For this flick, Coppola hones in on the early romance of Elvis and Priscilla, which began when he was a 24-year-old soldier overseas and she was just 14. Even though the romance is played with nuance here, it can't help but be creepy by our current standards. And that's a lot, but certainly not all, of Coppola's point here. Before I dive deeper into this one, it helps to look at the themes of Coppola's best movies and why I and many others love them. From her debut, The Virgin Suicides, through great movies like Marie Antoinette, Lost in Translation, and Somewhere, she's made a career out of making enlightening flicks both about how young women view the world and also when they're living in the shadows of bigger personalities. It's a subject Coppola knows well from her life as Francis Ford Coppola's daughter and a perspective that drives the earliest and best parts of Priscilla. It certainly helps that for Priscilla, she's made a real discovery with Callie Spaney, who's been just so far in her short career to star in little scene sequels to both The Craft and Pacific Rim. She's a real force here as Priscilla and carries the role through the journey from wide-eyed 14-year-old to the world-weary woman who would eventually leave Elvis. At the Venice Film Festival, she beat out Emma Stone and Jessica Chastain to bring home the Best Actress Award, and it's well-deserved. But how does Elvis fare here? He's not the star that he was in Lerman's flick, but Jacob Elordi, the Euphoria star who's having a whale of a good year and will be seen soon too in Emerald Pinnell's Saltburn, manages to charm in the scenes when he's given the chance. It's in a fun one when he mugs with the nuns at Priscilla's private school graduation. But what matters here is the dynamic of the two of them, and Elordi and Spaney are a pretty perfect match. Settling as these early segments are, Coppola has it unfold almost with a bit of magical realism. Sometimes let the audience make up his own mind, but at other times hammering home just how much she looked like the child she was in the often wild days of Elvis's rise. Their height difference, Elordi is more than a foot taller than Spaney, just makes Priscilla look even more like a baby doll even as she adapts a bouffant hairstyle. It's as unsettling as you'd expect as she sometimes joins him on casino jaunts, but most of the time is trapped in Graceland like it's dollhouse as Elvis woos Anne-Margaret and countless other women in his movie days. So is this movie anti-Elvis? Not quite, but it's certainly told from Priscilla's perspective as she suffers through the affairs and sometimes abuse, most often psychological. You do get the romance here, and the rollercoaster life is treated with the nuance it needs. I will say the movie falls apart in its later stages as we don't get a very deep portrait of just why Priscilla stuck with Elvis as long as she did. I would have given this a higher rating if it had been stronger on this perspective. And just a little about the music. So Coppola doesn't have the rights to Elvis's catalog here for reasons you can probably guess. You know, this is not the most pro-Elvis movie. But she does, as she always does in her movies, you know, dots it throughout with really dreamy period music throughout from that era, and I really liked what she did with that. And she also didn't get to film at Graceland, but you know, I've been to Graceland, and what she recreated and her crew recreated in Canada is really, really close. It really creates, it really kind of catches the mix, mix of glamour and chintz that is Graceland, 
And it, it was a really, really um, nice use of world building there. But, you know, it is dealing with a tough subject and still delivering a movie that's miles more entertaining than a standard biopic. I'd put this in the top ten of Coppola's movies and almost in the top five. And for the powerhouse coming out performance of Callie Spaney, I'll give this one three and a half stars. And I will say, if you're an Elvis fan, like you're, if you're in the Elvis army, if you will, you're not going to like this movie. But if you want to know the whole story, um, you know, Elvis, in, in quiet moments, he, he's kind of treated as almost bipolar here, and you can see it. You know, he's sweet, to, he's sweet to Priscilla sometimes, and he's very volatile. It's what I had heard in my life and my short experience with Elvis. It's kind of his personality, but this is, you know, if you're an Elvis completist, this movie's not for you. But, you know, this is an A24 movie. It's, it's going to take a different kind of perspective. I think they work well together if you can look at the whole story. Brad, you got some Rotten Tomatoes and all that stuff? Keith, uh, what's your thoughts on just the critics? Audience did not have a score on Rotten Tomatoes yet, so... I'm not too surprised. I think this is the second week, but it didn't... Uh, the first week, it really didn't play much at all. I will go... God, I think, I think you liked it more than a lot of them. I will go 75. Right. Critics, 85%, 164 reviews. And unfortunately, at this moment, we don't really have solid numbers on the box office, but the last numbers I saw, or the latest numbers I saw, was from this morning, and they were sort of estimates at best. They were saying this movie made about $5.1 to $5.3 million as the estimate, so which would have possibly, and this could change as well, because this is also estimates from Saturday, could place it in fourth this weekend. This is one of her best movies, but like I said, I the, the, the fact that it's you could categorize the anti-Elvis if you want to will limit the box office. Yeah. Did this have a critics consensus? It did. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, so. Brad. That's, that's on me. Critics consensus, courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes. With Kaylee Spaney's performance in the title role leading the way, Priscilla sees Sofia Coppola taking a tender yet clear-eyed look at the often toxic blend created by mixing first love and fame. I would hope that I think that Sofia Coppola has her fans and Elvis... Even though this is not pro-Elvis, if you want a nuanced view, I think people will go see it. Is it a long movie? You know, here's the it? funny part. I thought it was going to be maybe an hour and a half because when I go in, it starts at 4.50. And it's not listed on the marquee, but it says Saw 6.50. So if Saw were to start at 6.50... In the same been, theater? Yeah, it would have been like an hour and ten minute movie. But as it is, it comes out to close to two hours and... I will say, you know, Brad, I know you're a fan of a certain Dolly Parton song, Done Right. I won't spoil it for people, but when Elvis walks away from, when Priscilla walks away from Elvis, it plays that song in its entirety, and it was fantastic. Yeah. What was it, three and a half? Three and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Good score. Okay. Um, I don't know. What else we have? We have Rotten Tomatoes. We got that out of the way. The box office right now seems yeah. to be in fourth as we recorded Sunday morning. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we should wrap this episode up then. So, uh, Keith, you got the plugs? Sure. You can find us at Movies and a Meal, OG, at gmail.com. Movies and a Meal on X slash Twitter. And give us a listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. All right. So, for this episode of Movies and a Meal, I'm Ben. And Keith. Spread. Peace. Yeah.